0: And now I'm speeding past them, while I'm laughing at them. The rape is racing past them, my whip is white as Casper. Soak up the morning sun, then hit them all right after. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in to the very first edition of The Way I See It with Jamario Rashad. I am your host, Jamario Rashad, and I'm not going to take too much of your time. You can find all my contact information below. I'm going to dive right into my first topic. And without further ado, here we go. He who is not courageous enough to take risks will not accomplish anything in life. Muhammad Ali. The beginning does not matter. The end does not matter. All that matters is what you do in between. The greatest reward is to know that you did your job when you were here on the planet. John Carlos. I think the good and the great are only separated by their willingness to sacrifice. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. All three of these great men had two things in common. Not only were they some of the greatest athletes in American history, but they were also civil rights activists that played a crucial role in the progress of the original movement. Some sectors of society would have you believe that sports and politics should not coincide. That sports figures should focus solely on their craft and leave speaking on civil matters to the politicians. Or to use a more current phrase, shut up and dribble. (laughs) Luckily, none of these brothers ever listened. Without knowing that they would ever even be immortalized, they realized that they had a platform that would allow them to have the cries of black hardship heard by the masses. So they did just that. So now I want you to fast forward about 50 years and tell me what all has really changed. okay? so now you can't just tell me, oh, no, you're black. You're not allowed to be here. But you can tell me that you're not hiring when you clearly are. Of course, like I don't just run into the Klan when I walk outside. But I can be killed by a police officer that will face no repercussions. So, I mean, I guess I can feel a little bit. (laughs) I guess some progress has been made been 50 60 70 years I mean a little slow to the party but I guess I I can't complain about everything but what I will say is this our original leaders from the uh, sports part of the movement are at a very Advanced age, if you if you know what I mean, and uh their voices no longer resonate as profoundly as they did at one point, like amongst and throughout the uh the black community and especially with the youth. Uh I believe personally that it's time for a new message and I guess even more importantly, a new messenger to provide the message. And in 2016. Brother Colin Kaepernick did just that um, he began to kneel on the sideline of his games for the um, San Francisco 49ers. And when interviewed about it after the game, he said that he was doing it to raise awareness of the unjust doing and the police brutality against unarmed black men and women in America at the hands of white police officers. Now, that in itself is a noble, noble thing to do. And personally, I believe that should land him as one of the faces of the Mount Rushmore of the sports figures that helped in the uh, progression of civil society. And uh, I look forward to letting y'all know why right now. All right. So first. I'm going to start off with a humble brag uh, and a shout out to my alma mater, Fairville State University, Bronco Pride. You already know, Attitude Check, all that good stuff. Um, So I want to recall back in fall of 2017, I was taking a news and reporting class um, during the beginning of my senior year of college. I brought a news story in that got laughed at. I came in and said that this new guy that everybody's been talking about, including the president number forty-five, has been just uh, personally attacking. I believe that in a year or so, we're gonna change our perspective of him, and he's gonna become known as one of the most influential civil rights leaders ever. And a professor of mine, Doctor Nameless, who shall remain nameless, and the rest of my class. This is a small class. It's, department not that big only probably about 12 students uh everyone laughed at me everyone told me like oh no this is just some guy that wants attention there were even some people that made uh try to say oh yeah he he sucks he's not even i'm like dude he just like was in the super bowl a couple years ago uh throw away from another one you sound stupid but their biggest thing was that he was a frat brother of mine i am a member of kappa alpha psi uh, Epsilon Beta Chapter, uh, All Day Spring 16, Nine Club. Um So basically, they told me that what I was saying was inaccurate, that it was just never going to be a thing. So me being in the position I was in, I was, at the time, uh, writer and editor of the sports section of the student newspaper at the time. So I took my thoughts to do a think piece on just that subject. Uh, in 2017, I released an article entitled... Our brother Colin, where I outlined uh, the things that he had been doing, the things that he had planned on doing, and where I planned on seeing him in the future. And uh, I can honestly say, I didn't expect things to happen this fast. Um, with the addition of the uh, the Nike ad and the and the supporting na- nationwide of the uh, the sacrificing campaign, I, I could have never imagined that Brother Kaepernick would just be this popular so fast. So, again, I'm just going to take time to say congratulations to the brother. Keep doing what you're doing, and we're all proud of you. And most of all, thank you, brother. We really, really, really do thank you. Continue to be great and continue to do what you do because guys like me want to do what you do, and I'm just trying to learn how to get there, man. (laughs) Okay, so... With that being said, it would be absolutely foolish of anyone to just think that life has been peaches and cream out here for Colin Kaepernick just because he's getting all these endorsements and stuff. Let us not forget, Colin has been blackballed completely by all the teams in the NFL. Neither him nor his former 49ers teammate, uh, Eric Reed have been signed to teams. Both former Pro Bowlers, um, Reed, a little bit more recent, only 26 years of age, and neither one of them has been signed at all. All right, so, yo, can y'all imagine, like, working your entire freaking life to get to the position that you want to be, whether it be a uh, quarterback, CEO, or whatever, and in one fell swoop, every single day of practice, every bit of effort that you put into, every hour has just been completely stripped from you simply because you wanted to stand up for something that you believed in? uh uh-uh. Ah. Trying to stay, let mm, mm, I me, mean, let me, trying to stay political here. If I got to the top of a company and just out of nowhere I lose my CEO position of this company and it's because I wanted to say uh, something like Black Lives Matter or something like that and I end up getting laid off or fired or something like that. Let me tell y'all, I won't. Oh, the smoke. I'm ta- everybody. Every I'm talking about the dude that let me in the door. I'm talking about doggone secretaries, boss man who I-, I want. I want everybody here because, man, you're not just about to play me like that. But back to the sensical side of myself. <laughs> yes, Colin Kaepernick now has a collusion case going on and it's actually starting to pick up some steam. Not too many people have ever actually won a case against an entire corporation who basically owns the day of the week. But uh, Colin Kaepernick's argument has had had enough legs to uh, actually get it moved up to a superior court. And at this moment in time, we're just waiting to see how that turns out. So we're going to continue to support you, Colin, all the way through and through. Uh, I can't just say if you need something, call me because I'm broke. But if you need me to speak up, I'm here. And uh continue to be great brother and that's just the way I see it. And now I'm speeding past 'em while I'm laughing now. The rape is racing past 'em. My whip is white right as castle. Soak up the morning sun, then hit them right all right after. Alright. I guess we can move along here. So on a lighter note. Uh first shout out to my Panthers. I know it's the doggone NFL season. But uh I'm gonna take a minute to talk about the NBA real quick. Uh give y'all my predictions for uh the upcoming season awards and uh who I expect to take home with. Alright. So first, I guess I'm gonna start my start at the bottom, go up. First, uh sixth man of the year. Uh, I believe this can be real easy to just say, you know, Eric Gordon, Louis, the the normal two. So I'm going to go out on a limb here, and uh, depending on how Coach Popovich uh, decides to play him, I can honestly see Rudy Gay making a running for um, the sixth man of the year this year. Uh, nobody is really giving the Spurs too much credit after the Kawhi trade. Acting as if, uh, acting as if Popovich has just like lost his fastball or something, as if he just doesn't have it, I guess. But uh, I can see the Spurs being at least, uh, at worst case scenario, a five seed, six seed in the West, and I believe Rudy Gay can be a real, real big part of that. Uh, moving on, let me see. Defensive Player of the Year. I'm gonna go ahead and call it, bro. It's, it's booked. Kawhi go get it this year. Kawhi is going to ball out. Like, I ain't got no ifs, ands, or buts, questions. Kawhi is going to have himself a year this year. Uh, Toronto is going to make a big push for the Claw. I'll probably do it myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be excited. Man, <laughs> hearing this laugh the first time the other day, man, I I'm, I am a bigger Kawhi fan than ever. Right now, at this point of my life, man, I can't wait to see Kawhi, man. That I'm, I'm gonna be really excited, really, really excited to see that. Uh, moving up to most improved, so I'm a uh, let me see. I guess I can go ahead and admit a little something. I've been rooting for a while now for the Thunder. Russell Westbrook, I refer to him as my spirit animal. Uh, he, he, he is my motivation. When I go into attack mode, when I go into oh yeah, I'm out here grinding. Everything is about me. I'm doing this. Yeah, I, I think I'm Russell Westbrook. That's my spirit animal right there. So I I rooted for the for the Thunder for a long time. But last year I I got I got admit man. Philadelphia, Philadelphia became my 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 guilty pleasure team man. I can't I can't even lie, and my my pick for most improved player. Has to go to uh, last year's number one pick, Markel Fultz. I am personally very, very excited to see what this young brothers going to do. I can't even lie to you. Like, I'm still upset Brett Brown didn't give him any doggone minutes in the playoffs. Could have helped against Boston. Uh, He had a triple-double in his last game. He he has a game that's just herky-jerky and very doggone exciting to watch. So I know he's going to be a fun player. I expect him to go up to at least... Uh, I'm calling it at least 15, 16 points a game, about five or six assists. He's, but he's going to play an integral part on the uh, – I believe – yeah, he's going to be a starter this year, so not just a rotational piece for the Sixers. But he's going to play a real big role, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, pick Markel, the doggone uh, sleepy-eyed guy up there in the city of brotherly love. Uh, Ricky of the year, eh, I'm going to go ahead and give that to DeAndre Ayton. Uh, the Suns don't really have much. There's gonna be a lot of attention on them this year. He already has a big time name. There's yeah, there's not just uh much doubt in my head, and unless the the Knicks can miraculously have a have a decent year and uh, Kevin Knox shows something, I'm gonna go ahead and choose uh, DeAndre Ayton to be this year's uh, rookie of the year uh, out of Arizona. And uh, last but not least, uh, most to be exact, the most valuable player, MVP. Oh, that's going to be Brown Brown right there. He is going to L.A. He's going to be over there with a bunch of the future stars of the NBA. He's going to be making a playoff push in the Western Conference, doing what he's never did before, doing what everybody said that he couldn't do, that he was scared hotter than in the week old East. Now he's about to try to just prove them wrong and go and have success in the West. This is about to be a 82-game movie. Uh, it's going to be very exciting to watch, and Bron Bron's going to put on a show. And I personally can't wait to see him in that purple and gold, but that's just me. I know a lot of y'all Kobe people out there still haven't accepted that, but uh, yeah, I expect big things from the King, and um of course it ain't a it's not even it's not even worth discussing. Uh Golden State makes the league not fun anymore. But yeah, Golden State are gonna be be the uh champions undoubtedly this year. Uh Houston was the only team I thought that could actually challenge them and they regressed. So yeah, KD's gonna go ahead and get that third one. Uh yeah, pretty much. I mean, Draymond or Clay? How about y'all let me know in the comments below? Who do y'all think will leave first? Draymond Green or Clay Thompson? Like, my personal guess is they're going to be there forever and KD's going to end up leaving. But if you were the GM up in Golden State, who would you rather keep on your squad? Clay or Draymond? I'm going to have to go ahead and say Clay. But uh, I would love to hear you all's uh, comments. Well, I guess not here. Read you all's comments. So leave them down below. And um, I'm going to go ahead and thank you all again for tuning in to this very first edition of The Way I See It with Jamario Rashad. I'm wishing you peace and love until the next time, and I'm out.